0: You're listening to The Gesher Podcast, the place where the Jewish and evangelical Christian communities come together to talk about the things that matter. I'm your host, Ty Perry, ministry representative for the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry here in sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. Thanks for joining me. Social scientists often bemoan the decline of social institutions and social cohesion in the Western world, and they're justifiably concerned. But while the Jewish community is not immune to such decline, it remains committed to the idea of a cohesive community. In many cities throughout the United States, the local Jewish federation is the hub of the Jewish community. And that's the case here in Vegas as well. At the helm of Las Vegas's federation, or Jewish Nevada as it's known here, is Stephanie Tuzman, since 2018, Tusman has been the president and CEO of Jewish Nevada, where she is the youngest female CEO of the 148 Jewish federations in the United States. And she's here to talk with me today about Jewish community and the specific work of Jewish Nevada. Stephanie, welcome to the Gesher podcast.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, Stephanie, I know you've had uh, quite a career in um, the Jewish community world um, but tell me a little bit about about you personally. Where are you from, and and how did you uh, come to be part of this career?
1: I'm from the Detroit area originally. Hello, Michigander. Um, uh- Yep. Oh, yeah. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Yes. So I am from the Detroit area originally. I grew up in West Bloomfield, which is a predominantly Jewish area, except it it, it sits, you know, shoulder to shoulder with, with several other different communities and cities, Farmington Hills, Novi. So they're just Walled Lake. They're, you know, stones throw across the street from each other. Um, and I went to a very diverse um, high school and then Western Michigan University for college. And while I was in school, my parents moved to Vegas just for an opportunity to get away from the snow um, and and for better weather. So I stayed in Michigan and finished school. And then when I moved or when I graduated, I moved out here uh to live with them until I figured out what I wanted to do and ended up staying. So my very first job was uh, for an online poker site, um, (laughs) doing some online marketing for them and PR. um, And uh, that was short lived as, uh, you know, online poker became illegal in 2006. And I actually remember it was Yom of 2006. And I got a call from my boss and I said to him, I'm not working today. And he said, oh, it's bad news. Like come into the office when you can. So I, the next day had gone in and he said, we're done. Like they're closing Uh down our office and, and, and we're out. And it actually ended up being a blessing in disguise I, um, I got approached by a friend who said BBYO, which is a Jewish youth organization, was hiring. And I had grown up involved in BBYO in Michigan. Um, I loved it as a teen. I knew it very well. I never put two and two together, that there were actually staff members who worked for the organization. I always just viewed it as this, you know, teen group. Um, but they offered me the job of the Las Vegas City Director, and I took it. Um, and ever since then, that was 2007, I have been in, in the Jewish communal world. Uh, so 2007 to 2009, I was the city director for BBYO, covering the whole, um, the whole Las Vegas area, but really a part of the Southwest region, so Phoenix, Utah. Um, and so I did that for a while. And then in 2009, I got approached by um, then CEO of the Federation, Elliot Karp, who brought me in and said, I I want you to be the Young Leadership Director. So I started at the Federation in 2009 um, and I worked my way up. I was the Young Leadership Director and then the Director of Women's Philanthropy. um, And then I ran the annual campaign. And in 2018, uh, Todd Polakoff, who was our CEO at that time, um, was leaving to to, to head back to um, Cleveland to be with his family and to explore other opportunities. And when the board of directors said they were gonna start a national search for a new CEO, I said, "Why are you going to look elsewhere? Um, you know, when when I'm here, I'm raising a family here, and uh, I can I can do the job." So I um, I went through a round of interviews, which seems sort of funny because I had already been an employee for almost nine years, <laughs> uh, and I knew everybody. But this was a different a different ball game, and I knew that they wanted to hear from me how I was going to lead our organization through what could be tough times, um, you know, what could be challenges, and there. Were are still things I'm continuing to learn every day but they took a chance on me and it's been two years and um and really working out very well I think
0: <laughs> well I'm certainly glad they took a chance on you because Thanks. Jewish Nevada does some excellent work um, for Thank the you. Jewish community I know that benefits the broader Las Vegas community as well you know it's it's interesting Stephanie because when I moved out here um, back in 2014 I came from a very small town in Michigan um not at all like, like West Bloomfield. And uh, I thought, man, this is going to be so different because where's the sense of community. I was used to knowing people at the grocery store and, you know, things like that, having a close knit um, community. But then as I began to do Israel advocacy and, and advocacy within the Jewish community, I found that there exists a very close knit community within this large city And as I, as I learn more about that, I learned this is not just Las Vegas. This is kind of a thing like the Jewish community. um, People tend to be very uh, active in it and, and proactive and they know each other care, care for one another. Tell me a little bit about the role of community in the Jewish world. How, where does this come from?
1: It's so funny. I, I say the same thing in the Jewish community, right? Like we are a melting pot. I think Las Vegas in general is a melting pot of people who are who, who come from all over the United States, some the world, uh, to create a home here. And they bring with them this preconceived notion of what it was in the community that they grew up in. And uh, me from, being from the, the metro Detroit area, um, and then I don't often talk about it, but I did spend a year and a half there in 2015 to the beginning of 17 when my husband was working for MGM Resorts. So I worked for the Federation in Detroit. So you you often bring with you this, this like notion of what community should be. And it's a struggle for most people that move here right away, expecting to find something that's like what they experienced in their hometown. Um, And sometimes that works out for them. And sometimes it's a rude awakening that we are a different sort of beast, right? Like you have to create your community, you have to find your community um, and you really have to want to be a part of it. Um, unlike a lot of other cities, I don't think Las Vegas is the place where we come to find you, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to be seeking it out. And, and my job, part of my job is to go find these people, but I often lovingly refer to them as the hidden yidden because there are so <laughs> many Jews in Las Vegas that I have no clue where they are. And unless yeah. they come find us, you know, they can't, uh, we can't, you know, we we won't be able to welcome them into our community.
0: Yeah, there's really no, in Las Vegas, as far as I know, there's not a, a place that's predominantly Jewish and a place that's predominantly Catholic. And you right. just don't find that here like you would in maybe some older cities. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, you know, you could say this Jewish neighborhood and yes, there's more Summerlin and there's more on the East side, but it's all mixed. And if you aren't going to seek it out, it's been one of our million dollar questions is how, how do we find the Jews in our community and, and, and where are they?
0: Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about the work of Jewish Nevada specifically. Um, I, I've, when I came here, um, I think it was still called Jewish Federation. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I've been involved volunteering with different different things under the Jewish Nevada umbrella, but I still am finding out the th- some of the things that you do because it's a you do a lot. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about Jewish Nevada. What is it, and uh, what do you do?
1: Yeah. Jewish Federation is a very, very um, large sort of entity or organization, and, and really we encompass a whole whole bunch of things. Um, and, uh, you know, the Federation movement has been around for several hundred years, and um, each Federation in every community has its own 501c3 and its own board of directors and governance and, um, and you know, bylaws and all of that, and, and we are individually sort of run and operated by cities. City. Now, we do have a parent umbrella organization, which is the Jewish Federations of North America, and they're based out of New York City. And they provide uh, support um, and assistance to federations around the country, but not financial. So we are not dependent on another organization or agency. We raise all of our own dollars locally. Hmm. Um, and the main mission of federation. Actually, I like to say that we have two main, uh, you know, two main goals in 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 our organization. And one is to create and and sustain a vibrant Jewish community or vibrant Jewish life. And then the second is to take care of those in need. So everything that we do helps to accomplish one of those two goals. Um, And we do that through a number of different ways. We have lots of programmatic side uh, to our organization, which helps with that vibrancy and continuity. So we have the JCC, you know, that plans everything from PJ library, um, which is free, free books, to kids up to six years of age, um, to, you know, Jewish youth groups like BBYO, and then programming for senior adults. Uh, so that all happens on the JCC side. And then, but the JCC is a part of our organization. That's not the case in, in every community, but in this okay. community- the JCC is an integrated operation with the federation, um, and that really was to maximize um, our resources and be able to, you know, cut some costs on the back end uh, in order to provide more to the community. Um, so that's the programmatic side. And then on the on the other side, uh, we engage members of our community in like minded ways. So we have a men's division, we have a women's philanthropy division, we have a young adult group. They do all sorts of types of programming and things like that. We are launching uh, some work around interfaith families in the next couple of years. We're doing some disability inclusion stuff because Mm -hmm. we, we recognize that Jewish community comes in all shapes and forms. And we want to make sure that everyone knows we are here for everyone, um, and uh, and so once those people are engaged with the organization through through those different types of programs and affinity groups, we raise dollars from them. So ultimately, our goal is to fundraise so that we can support the agencies in our community that are making Jewish life possible. Um, and I don't that's like a mouthful, and I feel like I, I I'm talking a lot, but um, no, the the agencies in our community, like our Jewish day schools, like Jewish Family Service Agency, which I know you volunteer yes. with. Also, also, um, you know, our Holocaust survivors, our senior adults that are are perhaps low income, all of our synagogues, our temples, um, you know, all of those things, our overnight camps, our summer camps, day day camps, all of those things Federation raises dollars for in order to be able to, to push those dollars out to those agencies. Um, and, and that's not to mention our support for Israel and Jews around the world. So, you know, in addition to raising dollars for what's happening in our own backyard, uh, we are focused on raising dollars to help, um, those in Israel and, uh, specifically Ramat Negev, which is our partner region. Um, we do a lot of work with them, uh, in supporting, um, the programs and the people who are there. Um, and then we support Jews around the world. So, you know, if in, in the Ukraine and in, in Venezuela, you know, where there are Jews, we we help to support through other different agencies, but we provide them the funding that they need to be able to do that work.
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing how far reaching, um, you know, one, one federation in, in one city, which really compared to other cities, we're not the, the largest uh, by any means, but mm-hmm. you have a far reach in, in the work that you do. Um, I know, as you mentioned, I've volunteered with Jewish family service agency and yeah. I'm, I'm just amazed at the, uh, the services that are available to especially Holocaust survivors. Um, I, I know that they they help them with claims conference, uh, ret- um, getting, getting funds from Germany and things like that for, uh, survivors. And it's just, uh, it's amazing to, to hear about everything that Jewish Nevada does. Um, you mentioned when, when you were being interviewed uh, for your position that you didn't really know what the future would hold. You, you would have good times, you'd have bad times, and certainly 2020 and now into 2021, um, it's a different time. How, have, how has the work of Jewish Nevada had to uh, change and, and flex with the changing times?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, we, we never could have expected what happened in 2020. But when I went into this role, I knew, God forbid, but there could be a war in Israel that I'd have to respond to or make an emergency campaign in order to raise dollars for. There could be a terrorist attack somewhere, you know, I mean, all of those things that that immediately a CEO needs to step up and sort of address the needs of the community and be the voice of the Jewish community during those times was really frightening to me in a lot of ways. Although, you know, you draw a on the support that you have around the community but also around the country and so you know since I've taken the seat I've dealt with lots of things the shooting in Poway the Pittsburgh shooting I mean there are these these moments where you are snapped back into reality like I have got to deal with this and then 2020 hit and uh and COVID um you know first of all politics was challenging and it's been a very uh divisive um divisive country in general but in the Jewish world even more so and no matter how how much and and we are not a political organization and I have to really make that clear we are not a political organization but there was so much that happened over the last couple of years that you had to stop and think okay do I comment on this do I not and if I do how do I because we have to remain true to the mission of our organization Um, and then COVID in the mix of all of that and you know when COVID hit, um, I, I I felt actually not not the most comfortable, I guess, dealing with that situation, but but this in particular is what federations are here for, right? Like we immediately knew that we could step into action and support our community. And so uh, on March 17th, uh, the board of directors voted uh, to, to release $250,000 into our community through 27 different agencies uh, to provide Provide COVID relief to those who were affected um, through job loss, you know, illness, death in their family, whatever it was. We were we were here for them, and we allowed our synagogues, our clergy energy in, in our community to make that decision because they're the ones who are really working hand in hand with, you know, with the people in our community. Federation's job is really to provide those dollars and to, to let the people doing the real work do, do the work. Um, and so we knew this is what we were here for. And we our board of directors immediately stepped into action, uh, approved that. We ran a COVID relief campaign simultaneously, and were able to raise an additional $160,000. Mm. So in total, we had, we ended up putting out close to $400,000 in the Community, which we're still doing through through COVID relief, and it really to me solidified that like federation still has a mission and a purpose, um, you know, in our community and uh, and sort of nationwide.
0: Certainly, uh, you you mentioned, and I want to go a little bit deeper on um, uh, anti-Semitism, which is always unfortunately an issue uh, that the Jewish community and I think the Christian community also should be dealing with Um, as a, as a, as an organization, how does Jewish Nevada um, combat anti-Semitism or, uh, you know, help try to prevent it?
1: So, you know, thankfully we have great partners in the ADL um, and Jolie Brislin, who is the, the um, I don't know if her title is regional director for the ADL, um, but, but, you know, covers the state of Nevada. And I hope I made that clear. Sorry, I just want to go back one second. I hope I made it clear that you know Jewish Federation was the Jewish Federation of Las Vegas when you first moved to town, but in about 2017, we did a brand change to reflect that our support covers the entire state of Nevada. So we, you know, our COVID relief did stretch up to the Reno area. Our vibrancy and continuity stretches up there. Um, And actually, yesterday we just officially hired a part-time associate in the Reno area uh, to help build some programming and community up north. Um, which is really important. They're a much smaller Jewish community, but it is growing, and there's a lot happening up there. So statewide sorry to organization. Take away, but sorry,
0: you're a statewide organization.
1: Yes, and I wanted to make that clear. That was that was the uh, that was the reason for the name change because sure. Jewish Federation of Las Vegas felt very much just. About us, mm-hmm. um, so so. I, back to anti-Semitism. So we are lucky that we have a partner in the ADL, and and that we we work hand in hand with them to help to combat it, to identify it, to work against it. Um, you know, to educate all of those things. Uh, but security is is on the minds of, of everyone in the Jewish community and the community in general, right? Like every every you know, an attack on any faith based organization is an attack on all faith based organizations. Yes. And so part of you know what I've had to deal with over the last year, and speaking out or making comments against this stuff. I I want to, you know it's that old um, that old adage like when they come for you, who will be there? I'm, I'm not yes, quoting exactly. it appropriately, but you know what I'm yeah. getting at. And so it was important that we spoke up against hate and anti semitism in all forms, right, so that, you know, when when they are coming for the Jews, the other communities will denounce that hate as well, sure. um, and so we are working together with the ADL uh, to, to fight that, to address it, um, but when, you know, during, through several of the time, you know, the incidents that we faced over the last couple of years, my comments to the community were to continue continue to do Jewish, right? Mm -hmm. Keep doing Jewish, keep supporting our community, keep supporting one another, keep coming to Shabbat services, keep supporting, you know, the work in Israel, all of those things. Uh, To me, that's the best way to fight, you know, what's happening, Yes. Um, over the next year, uh, we will be engaging in a process of hiring a community wide security director um, for the state of Nevada, actually, statewide uh, security director. We're going to work together with the ADL, but we're working with our national partner, the Secure Community Network, who's responsible for Homeland Security, um, or they're partners with Homeland Security, and uh, they're going to help us identify and hire uh, a security director for our community so that our organizations and agencies can feel a bit safer.
0: It's unfortunate that you need that, but I'm certainly glad that you have it. Yeah, better, well, better you know,
1: and, and like I said, we can provide support for the entire community, not just the Jewish community, and, and be here for one another to create a safe place for our families.
0: Well, the future uh, for, for faith-based organizations in general is always rocky, um, but uh, as it concerns Jewish Nevada, what does the future look like? What are some of the, the goals that you have, and uh, how might you see the train changing uh, for the organization?
1: Yeah. We, you know, since we've become really, well, we, we've always been a statewide organization, but since we have focused more on delivering on that mission, um, I really see a lot of growth and opportunity in the Northern Nevada community and not just for raising dollars, but for connecting community. You know, I, I, I've made it clear to the people who are in Northern Nevada that we're not looking to come up there and, you know, raise a lot of money and bring it down to Vegas. We want to grow their community and to help them thrive. Um, um, but I do see a lot of hope. You know, we were not sure what this year was going to bring. Um, And thank goodness, we ended up with a very successful campaign. um, And we are continuing to engage more people in our community and raise more dollars. And, uh, you know, you you never know what the future will hold, but we have some, some core initiatives that we're focusing on, security, leadership development, uh, growth in Northern Nevada, um, that I think we're really going to have some great success with. So I'm excited about what the future holds. I think there's really great opportunity for us to, to engage more people.
0: Well, Stephanie, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me, and uh, certainly thank you for the work that you and Jewish Nevada uh, do for the Jewish community and for the broader Las Vegas community. Uh, I know I'm a beneficiary, and uh, I'm glad to, to be a part of your organization in some small ways as a volunteer, so thanks for all you do.
1: Ty, thank you so much for having me. This was so great, and I really appreciate it. I know our paths have crossed numerous times before, but it was nice to have a conversation.
0: Throughout the scriptures and embedded in what we now call the Judeo-Christian worldview is God's emphasis on community. Much of the Torah, the Mosaic Law, deals with interactions between members of the Israelite community. In fact, one of God's greatest judgments given in the law is to be cast out of the congregation of Israel. I think of the book of Leviticus, Vayikra in Hebrew, where God commands the Jewish people to look out for the interests of their neighbors. In chapter 19, verses 9 and 10, for example, the Lord says, When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to its edge, neither shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. And you shall not strip your vineyard bare, neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. The 21st century Jewish community continues to reflect the Lord's clear design for social cohesion and for provision for the poor and needy. My conversation with Stephanie Tuzman illustrates this concept. While all organizations east of Eden are imperfect, groups like Jewish Nevada help to protect and promote human flourishing in a fallen world. Throughout the years, I have seen firsthand how this organization works to benefit its neighbors, both Jewish and non-Jewish, And I am thankful that it's there. You've been listening to the Gesher Podcast, the place where the evangelical and Jewish communities come together for conversations about the things that matter. I'm your host, Ty Perry. For more information about me, you can visit ty-perry.com. For further information about the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry, visit foi.org. To ensure that you hear future episodes of this program, subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or another of your favorite podcast platforms. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Shalom.